Good morning, this is Nathan Gilbert. I'm calling in to get my uh, reservation settled for RiptideCon 2222. I'm really excited about the prospects of, uh, of gaming out there in, in the islands. Um, you know, through the magic of plate tectonics, they're going to be like two and a half feet closer to the mainland by that point. So we're all going to save a little bit on the carbon emissions and the price of the airfare. And also, it's just exciting because 2222, I think we'll all probably be heads in Jaws, like in the Futurama. So that's exciting as well, just gaming in Jaws. Um, my confirmation number is AG433327-7. And uh, if you don't mind, if you could respond back to me, I was just kind of wondering where the table is going to be for badge pickup. Um, if you'll just let me know that so I can I can put it in my uh, file of facts. Thank you very much, and uh, have a great day. Uh, really looking forward to gaming with everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games, because I think they're pretty dope. Nate, dude, consider yourself locked in, man, for sure. And the fact that the islands are going to be a little bit closer, is that's just a bonus. Bonus. But we'll talk more about where Richter con 2020x is going to happen a little bit later because that's in some of the calls uh we also have a call from bj talking about my best friend adam coble that's an awesome one i'm excited to get to and yeah it's just been a few days since i put out an episode so here i go there's been a lot of talk lately the past week or so on twitter a lot of people hating on this new setting book. Maybe it's the third party book. Maybe it's a Watsy book, but it's basically wizard college and there's proms and stuff and everyone's making a huge deal of it. Not in my D and D blah, blah, blah. And that's maybe the stupidest shit that's come around in a while. I think those people all suck. <laughs> I would hate to play their games. Um, yeah, man, I, I was just listening back to an episode of Wheeler Woe. It was one of the it was like our 48th episode or something. Chapter three, verse one. I've It's called Cute Girl Bop. And the players, their characters had just been recognized by the queen. And now this big ball had taken place after the after the ceremony now there's this giant ball and it was one of the most fun sessions we had like it was so much fun that just playing all that stuff out is that's great like i hear a lot of people talking about shopping is boring shopping's boring in your games don't make shopping boring in your (laughs) in your games Another one of the greatest moments from the Wheeler Woe campaign was uh, Marco. (laughs) Marco, the owner and proprietor of the high-end clothing store, Ropa. And Marco was amazing. He came out of nowhere. I, I did not have him planned at all when the players went there. I had probably had several Rainiers at this point and Marco just came out and was born and it was a memory my group and fans of Wheeler Woe it's fucking awesome man like Marco rules and I I like 
that's not me tooting my own horn, patting myself on the back. Marco rules because my players let Marco rule. They they interact with the NPCs in fun and exciting ways that let the NPCs then respond in fun and exciting ways. Without the players, there's nothing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, don't... Uh, I don't know. I just... This whole idea of there can't be fancy dances in your D&D or it's not D&D. I say if there's not fancy dances in your game, you're missing out. You are a thousand percent missing out because it's fun. It's a good time when the players can just relax and get into their characters a little bit, explore the world, the social world, not the actual physical world, right? It's all about exploration. It's all about exploration. So explore the social world for some time it's oh anyway <laughs> that was that was my mini rant for the episode though i might have more to say yeah i uh looks like i'll be playing in my first game of troika as run by tj tomorrow as of date of recording this that should be really interesting i've never played it before i've never done any of the advanced fighting fantasy books or any of that stuff so i have no idea how the system plays but that you know that used to be for me would be a hard pass but it's not anymore which that's fun you know now i don't care like hopefully i'll get a pre-gen look at the pre-gen and just go after it which is how it worked with uh, Carl Rodriguez's Deadlands game. I just got a character sheet, was able to look at the character sheet and be like, cool, this is what I need to know about how this game works. Anything else, Carl probably knows. Let's go. That's fun for me now. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And I'll probably, I probably won't put this episode out tonight as of recording. I'll wait till after the game and maybe a couple days later because there might be some news coming down the pipeline that might change my gaming fortunes so i might wait till that <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes but let's first 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 let's get into some calls hey joe jason here i'll check out that youtube channel the history thing i've got a question about that but i i, I want to watch his thing before i ask a question um as far as RictorCon goes yeah, my, my vote was for Seattle, not for Hawaii, as you can tell, who's has my voice. But, so the issue with Hawaii for me is, A, I can't drive the motorcycle there. And B, my wife has been wanting to go to Hawaii for a while. So I don't think there's any way I can justify just going to Hawaii on my own without the family. And if I go with the family, I can't justify disappearing for a gaming, you know, session. So Hawaii doesn't work for me because of family complications. California has some issues um, for me, but, you know, I'm not sure if it's still one of the states I'm wanted in. I think Andy does make a good point and definitely altruistic, you know, purely unselfish motives there. Uh, once we figure in the New Zealand crowd, and, and of course, we would want to get Jules to come. So, yeah, we, we got to think, be mindful, Jules' travel time. I, I would maybe say, look at, but we have the option of, like, Las Vegas. Um, Las Vegas is cheap to fly into from just about anywhere, right? 
So I, I would throw Las Vegas out as an alternative place. Um, and it's maybe a hair close for me drive through, drive to, not a whole lot. But yeah, I, I think I'd um, throw out Las Vegas as a possible option. Um, but I mean, if it ends up being California, that's fine. We, we can do that too. But yeah, I, I would look to, yeah, I'm going to throw Las Vegas in the ring is my vote because I'm pretty sure I'm not wanted in um, Nevada. Yeah, dude, I don't know about Vegas. Vegas is all right. It's fun for a day or so, but it's in the desert. I hate the heat. (laughs) Uh, And in Vegas itself, there aren't really any ancient sites we could also go and trip out on, which is part of RichterCon 2020X. Nevada as a whole, you could go and find some, some petroglyphs and stuff, but in Vegas itself, not so much. So I don't know. I don't know. California works. California, there's a ton of ancient sites we could go to. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, Hawaii is still in the lead, but it looks like California is catching up a little. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see where this all hashes out. Cause yeah, we want everyone, we want everyone to be able to be there. And I, <laughs> I get it, man. If you, you know, if your wife really wants to go to Hawaii and you haven't taken her there, it would be pretty jacked to go, <laughs> to go to Hawaii and play role playing games with a bunch of folks that are not her. <laughs> fully, fully understand that. Uh, yeah, man. Anyway, dude, thanks for the call, Jason. Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Not that I need to say it, which is why I usually don't. <laughs> I think with these call-ins, you know, the reason I stopped saying who I was and what my show is is just because I assume everybody already knows. You know, I know not every... I know for a fact not every one of my listeners has a podcast so you know that that's not the problem but i i just think we all recognize each other's voices and know each other's shows so that's why i don't do it but anyway if you don't know jason's show you should because it's awesome man it really is the nerds rpg variety cast emphasis on variety because not only does he talk about role-playing games he also talks about really cool movies really bad movies um he talks about books poetry he just did some poetry reading the other day which is amazing he talks about actors you know people in film check it out it's a really really good show but up next (laughs) up next we got a call from bj that just it brought a smile to my face bj so thank you (laughs) all right dude take it away Oh my God, Joe, I, I, I'm, I feel so validated. I, I'm not alone in the universe in my initial reaction to Adam Kobo. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, man. I, I'm sure he is a, they are a perfectly wonderful person if you actually get to know them. But yeah, the, the few things I've watched on YouTube and, and, and some other videos, I, I kind of had the same initial gut reaction that you do. So, uh, where once there was one, now we are two. Take it easy. All right, Joe, I, I guess I must have been under a rock the last couple of years. I was completely unaware of the entire 
live stream situation with Adam Coble. Uh, you just kind of mentioned it in passing, so after I left you that message, I went and Googled to see what was up with that, and oh my God, I, I think I need to retract my earlier statement that he's probably a perfectly nice person once you get to know him. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's the case based on, you know, what, what happened around <laughs> all that, and wow, man, so... Uh, and I guess the higher you climb, the harder the fall. But, all right, take care. Like I said, BJ, those messages made me really happy. And dude, it is not just two of us. My buddy Woody does not care for him either. And yeah, uh, sorry, care for them. I am glad you looked up what happened that live session. And I also apologize for it. And folks, if you don't know, Adam Coble, he's the dude, the person who designed, one of the persons who designed Dungeon World and some other games, big time RPG streamer, uh, big following on Twitter and on Twitch and YouTube, all that stuff, or at least he they were. And the scene that caused them so much strife that caused Adams to, you know, fall victim to the Twitter barrage. A lot of words have been used to describe it that I don't necessarily agree with. A lot of very strong language gets associated with that scene that I don't agree with, but it's, it's gross. It's super creepy all the players, especially the player that was involved, the looks on their faces, you can tell they are extremely, extremely uncomfortable. And not in that fun, we're playing a horror game and now everyone's uncomfortable. This wasn't a horror game. This was a scene where one NPC basically molested one of the player characters and no one was into it at all. And it was terrible. It was something terrible. Like, <laughs> he deserved all the shit he got for it. They deserved, God damn it. Sorry. When I first came across Adam Coble, this was several years ago before the pronoun thing became such a central issue and an important issue. Uh, but I, so. I have it entrenched in my brain, Adam, he, Adam, he, and I believe they no longer go by he, as I said, I believe they go by they or them. Totally awesome. No problem with that whatsoever. But they used to host back a few years ago, Adam used to host this relationship advice show where his followers and people would call in with some serious questions and he would proffer advice and it was one of the most pretentious things I'd ever seen in my life. I, for them to assume the authority to do that sort of thing, it's that's hubris right there. And that's when I, it was that, that show. And then, cause I used to watch Adam Coble's actual plays on YouTube. Um, 
he was running Tomb of Annihilation. And the, the final straw for me, besides the relationship show, was there was this one time in Tomb of Annihilation where the players got captured. And I don't remember the exact details anymore because this was years ago. You could go back and look it up. Um, I'm not going to do it. But so the PCs all get captured and put in prison. Whatever, that happens. Things go bad. PCs get in prison. But eventually, the PCs came up with a really good idea in a way to attempt to escape. And he basically just said no. Didn't even let them try. Just said nope. And it was something perfectly legit, perfectly feasible in the flow of the game in a realistic sense. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just a clever idea that he hadn't thought of that Adam hadn't thought about yet. And so he just said, fuck me. I apologize. It's not fair. I need to be better at that. Adam just says no. Um, and that sucked (laughs) right then. I was like, yeah, Adam is not a good dungeon master. I don't like the way they run games. So I'm glad that I can add you, BJ, to the list of people that I know that did not care for Adam Coble before this whole thing blew up. That's awesome. That's To me, that's a badge of honor, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, Jason uh, and BJ, thank you for the calls. I really appreciate it. And I, I gushed a little bit about Nerds RPG Variety Cast. So let me let me gush for a little bit about the Arcane Alienist. Because BJ's show is really cool, too. I His episodes where he goes into the lore of his world, I just love because I love that stuff. I'm thirsty for it all the time. Lore about other people's worlds is my favorite part of this whole experiment thing of podcasting and being on social media and all that stuff. That is far and away my favorite part about it is finding out what awesome imaginative things people are doing and BJ's doing some really cool stuff. So check out the arcane alienist. If you also love like lore and things like that, he talks about, you know, other stuff, rules and books and shit too. But for me, it's his lore episodes that just get me, get me going. I love them. Anyway, dudes, thanks so much for the calls. Now, do I have anything else to say? Take number one million. Because the first one, I was trying to make chili while I did it. And the next few, I've just been whiskey-tastic and sounded like an idiot. So here we go. Just got done playing in my first session of Not Troika. You could call it Troika, but you shouldn't because then you'd be giving it credit. The game, it's a sci-fi game that was run and designed by the amazingly talented TJ Drennan. I had the fortune, the just great, great, serious, honest-to-God pleasure of playing in a group with Jason, Barney, uh, Spencer, and Andy. And holy crap... I had so much fun. I'm pretty sure everybody else did too, but I know for one, I had an amazing time. It was 
holy crap. I laughed. I was into it. It was great. We rolled, uh, we will rolled randomly for backgrounds. TJ had rewritten all the backgrounds for the sci-fi game. I ended up rolling up a, uh, basically a Jedi Knight. You know, I was in here and adherent to the old religion. I was a loyal protector to the God child, Kings and Queens, whatever that means. I had a book of names. I had an antimatter scimitar and there you go. Um, and through a, <laughs> through a series of misadventures, all of our characters had ended up in this massive space elevator that was leaving a planet, a desolate, heavy gravity planet, and heading up to a space station. And the trip would take about six weeks. And this space elevator, as TJ described it, was sort of like a beautiful, elegant, immaculate cruise ship that had been in service for thousands and thousands of years. So it was more or less a rat hole. <laughs> and eventually, all of our characters ended up in the same bar. And then as TJ was trying to think of the name for the bar, because I'd been drinking some whiskey and some beers and was excited and having fun, I just threw out a name and didn't even... I thought that's what we were doing, but maybe that's what not what we were doing. And maybe TJ was actually just like thinking of a name for a second, which is a perfectly legitimate thing to do. And my big mouth pipes up. So anyway, that's what the bar ended up being named Joy's End. And we're all in the bar because Andy's character, Kerouac, who was uh, this creature with two spider legs on this big giant spider body one human arm in between the two spider legs an upside down head that was kind of like a deflated balloon with hair and then knee bags to keep his things in and bags on his knees uh Kerouac had set up an open mic night at Joy's End so all of our characters had ended up there my character was a warrior poet so he was there to drop some poetry. Andy's character, who was his background was body double, and he was the body double for the lead singer of a band called Death Slinger, whose name was Rock Death Slinger. And the rest of the band who TJ came up with these names and they were goddamn amazing. Uh Asidious Merc is on guitar. G1B66 is on drums. Zero G Fruit Bat is on tambourine. And Slave Body Johnson is on keyboards with Rock Deslinger as their lead singer. Spencer's character Tolaz was there. Tolaz Lurk, which is a fantastic name. He was there to preach the gospel that his character preaches. Jason's characters, whose name shortens down to Ska, he was there because uh, his character and Tolaz are companions. And then Barney's character, like I said, he was the one who set up the open mic night. So open mic night started up. First off, Kerouac, the crazy spider-legged, upside-down-headed creature, Warmed up the crowd 
then another entity known as Larry, who is covered in all these pustules and susurrating openings, and he only communicated through uh, his bodily fluids by spraying them and spurting them and seeping them. So (laughs) that's how this entity communicated. Luckily enough for our characters, Tolaz uh, had an ability or an item that would let him be able to translate. So Larry told us the story of all of his exes, um, then, then my character, Jabor, which is a terrible transliteration of the Hebrew word for strength and warrior, uh, he got up and, you know, I whipped up a fun, gothy war poem-ish thing in real quick, and I read that out because I have issues. <laughs> And then after that, uh, the band gets ready to play. Deathslinger gets ready to rock. And it's going to be amazing. And they play their first song. And Jason's character, Ska, goes down in the mosh pit. And Jason's character is basically this octopus creature with nine arms. So not an octopus. Whatever the nut word for nine would be. I don't know. But Jason's a one creature mosh pit. <sighs> spinning all around. And then these three baddies show up. These three bad guys show up and they want to arrest. They want to arrest Rock Deslinger for piracy. They say he didn't pay his copyright dues and that they're going to try to arrest him. And so that's when shit broke out. Things went crazy. Uh, Jabor tried to do a couple really awesome things and just spectacularly failed tried to cast his spell the shield of the judge which would have manifested basically like a force shield and sword in his hands that didn't work out then he tried to capoeira his way up on to up on stage to help rock Deathslinger. rolled snake eyes that didn't work out ended up in a pile with his head over his feet and head Feet over his head. I'm still a little drunk. Anyway, chaos ensued. It was an amazing session. I had super fun. I hope we get to play again. It was awesome. The system, very intuitive, super easy. You have three stats, your skill, your luck, and your stamina. You have a couple skills and a couple possessions, and you just make that work. And it's really, really fun. TJ did a great job. Everybody did... (laughs) Everybody did a really good job of playing their character. It was it was so much fun. Thank you, dudes, for having me. It was a blast. All right. That was really fun. Do I have anything not fun to talk about now? Turns out I'm not going to be finding out uh, the answer to this news that I might be getting until later on this week. And I don't want to wait that long to put out this episode because I just saw that Jason of nerds, RPG variety cast just put out his recap of Troika and I don't want to wait too long to put out mine. So I'm just going to put out the episode now and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put out another one soon. So thank y'all for listening. Y'all are pretty rad.
And until next time, peace out.